Riverside. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Did You See the Thing? Is I, your sickly host, on his deathbed, PJ. And I am joined, as ever, by Mushbrain himself. That's an awful joke for everyone. <laughs> it's me, it's Andrew, hello! <coughs> well, oh, that's a good start. <laughs> so, hi everybody, I am a little bit under the weather, so we'll see how this goes for me today. Um, We're never usually very well on the rails, but no. it's going to be even worse this week, because we've got to remember how to do this, because we missed a week, yeah. and and you're dying, so yes. we'll see. I, this could be the last one. You might get 15 minutes into this episode, into this recording, and it'll just be me talking and with no response because <laughs> it's just killed over. Who knows? Yep. I also I apologise greatly for coughs. I will try and mo- block a microphone, but we'll see what happens. I'm just not editing them out because that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, probably- um, with all that said, yes. should we just try and sort of move things along yes. fairly quickly because I'll probably yes. think you want to go to your bed? Also correct, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, it's over, thankfully. Are you skipping my entire section? Oh, yes. <laughs> I told you, your brain, mush brain. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> oh, God, we've had a pre-talk about this, about how I was sick, how your brain was mush, but the order we were going to do it anyway, guys. A very quick, did you see the thing? I very quick, did you see the thing, Andrew? Is you sent me a photo of the... Of, the Oscars on Sunday, you sent me a photo of Andrew Garfield and Florence Pugh presenting. Have you seen since then? Looks like going to do a movie together. I have seen since then, yes. And good. I reckon so. Great pairing. Give me some of that, please. It's a very, very good looking pairing. They were both extremely well dressed, as suppose, as you would expect from them, but also the fact it was the Oscars. Um, But yeah, I think good pairing. It's not one I think I would have thought to put together, but that's because they've not done things that are, I don't think, in my head, it made crossover. Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, both been in Marvel films. <laughs> I mean, that's a great point, actually. <laughs> but not not the same one is what I, I guess I mean. No, not the same one, no. Also uh, both spider-themed. Good, yes, good pairing. Yeah, good pairing. Agreed. I think strong. Do we know anything about what it's going to be? A romantic something or other. I can't remember what the the word said. So hopefully that comes off. That'd be cool. Cool. I'm, I will. I look forward to that. Should be good. Yes. Now we can get to the next bit. God. Yeah. Sorry. God. It's over, everyone. Thankfully. Jeez. <laughs> God. <laughs> Can't say it was. Uh... A happy raid to the end, can we? <laughs> oh, I've got so much to say about this. Shall, so obviously, <laughs> obviously, we missed. Uh, I've sent myself notes on my own Facebook Messenger the other day uh, about Just this show. What a notes app, mate. Honestly, what you like? That would have been a logical thing to do, but I didn't do it anyway. No. I'm sick, mush brain. Um, so obviously, we haven't talked about the week before the finale. An ultimate, yes. It's an ultimate episode, which was the winter episode where we meet dearest darling David. So, what do you think? Well, wasn't he lovely? <laughs> Utter delight. <laughs> so, it's one of those where, because I know now what happens to him, I'm glad we met him because he deserved it. What happened in the end? That said, I wish I didn't have to experience it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that pretty much is in the game, beat for beat. So this is actually sort of, obviously, we'll probably not hang around on this episode too long because it was a week ago and stuff has happened and we've both got mush brains. Um, that was this, so far for me, that was the one episode I would have liked to be a little longer. The penultimate episode. The penultimate episode. So in the game... Be- because it's a week ago, it's a little hard to remember. I remember it. I remember the whole way through it. Even even during the sort of the less worse moments of that episode, I remember the whole way through it feeling terrible and anxious because we got a content warning at the start. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want this. So I was just on edge the whole way through, and I think that made it feel long enough. Because when it finally got over, I was like, thank goodness that's <laughs> over. So, so the only reason I'm saying and this is one of the few times I know we say don't do this all the time. Um, I'm going to compare it to the original game. So the game did something, at least for me, when I played it on launch, I didn't know anything about this character. After he tells his companion to go back and get the medicine, played his companion, by the way, played by Troy Baker, who is Joel in the game. From from where did you see the thing? Oh, when he goes to get him, you and David spend some time together and get attacked by some infected. And it, up until this point, everybody that's been your companion in the game has been a friend, a trustworthy companion. So it builds that trust, which makes the reveal that I think it's James is the name of his friend comes back and is pointing the gun at you. It makes that a bigger feel like a bigger twist. That was my mm-hmm. only sort of comment on it is that I never felt like this guy was trustworthy at all. No, no. I didn't. Whereas the game, I think did make it feel a bit trustworthy, but it was using game mechanics by making you go like, Oh, fight with this companion. Same as you fought with all the other ones. So yeah. Cool. That's my opinion. Just, just very quickly on now that we're on this sort of section with James as well, my my did you see the thing which I wanted to include here was obviously the fact that um, Troy Baker played that character who plays Joel in the game, yep. blah, 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 we all know. Yep. But he, I saw an interview with him on, it was on an IGN.com page and he uses, he was talking about how it was fun to play this character, this sort of different character, obviously, to what he's used to playing as Joel. Um, and he said the words, it was really great to play something with some meat on his bones. And I was like, <laughs> you were the scrawniest, most gaunt-looking, horrible, wiry bloke. There were no meat on your bones. I just thought that was a bit of fun. Not much um, meat in humans, I reckon. Well, no, not in him anyway, not in that. Um, <laughs> not in those scenes. But Maybe he knew that, that's how he kept alive. <laughs> I just thought that was quite funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like- he, he, was, he was also horrible because he was... He was bad and evil because he was following the bad and evil guy, but he was I he was almost even worse because he was letting it happen, even though he this community knew that David was a bad bloke mm-hmm. and they were just kinda letting it ride. Yeah. That's bad. And yep. there was what four or five guys, like gunmen out with David and James. Yeah. Why didn't they just kill David? Like they all hate him, clearly. Like there was <laughs> they were shooting looks at each other, being like, This guy's a horrible person. I wonder if it's just like because he's in charge you can almost sort of like wipe the guilt from yourself of the things you're doing because you're like oh but I was just you know it's that classic like the Nazi thing of of just following orders. I get that I sort of understand that but the point to the point where we have that scene inside the the sort of dinner hall yeah um, and David (laughs) approaches that girl and slaps her in the face and then starts being real creepier it like doesn't do anything but just being sinister around her and you're like okay these guys aren't complicit in that they can just take a stand and be like no nah, i don't like this this is bad <laughs> you also got that, like triple the helping of food yeah exactly what that side of things what he's doing there even though he's leader that's of no benefit to you why yep. are you letting that go yeah just weird. Just, yeah, I just get a horrible bloke. Very well done because we all hate him. Like it's really badly. Horrible bloke. So I mean this is just a random bit of trivia for you. The um the voice actor and motion capture for David in The Last of Us is a guy called Nolan North, who Naughty Dog intentionally hired because Nolan North is the Nathan Drake, he's the Uncharted hero, their other yeah. game. So they like the idea of everybody expecting him to be this hero guy. And he's just like this. <laughs> Like horribly weaselly little. <laughs> I see. So that's a fun little bit of trivia. I tell you what, that that would have made the whole world hate Tom Holland as well if they put Tom Holland as David in this. <laughs> that would have been bad. My thoughts, and they nearly did it. I guess it was I. If I was casting, I would be tempted to put Troy Baker as David. Yeah, because that would get that would give the same effect. The same effect. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, I thought they might do that. I think maybe maybe they were maybe going to because they had him with the same gang, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, this was this was a horrible, horrible, grueling episode. But boy, howdy, wasn't Bella Ramsey good? She's very good. 
or is it they very they're very i don't know i think they use i don't know anyway i don't know yes, i think very do you good. know what i think i think i read somewhere and i could be getting this wrong and it might have been the the article may have been wrong but i'm pretty sure they were writing about bella ramsey and the fact that bella ramsey basically said pronouns are nonsense so she like he or they or however they would like to identify basically just flung them out i think i vaguely so, remember reading that as well she's like i don't really care call me whatever that so, said, anyway i couldn't tell you yes um it's great i expect some awards to come it was just <laughs> outrageous wasn't it <laughs> the whole the whole way through and and she did carry it like it was david was a good um no not a good character he was good <laughs> he was good for that role whoever that guy was he was good as david um and he portrayed well because you really really do hate him and he was slimy and sinister and horrible but Bella Ramsey just nailed it. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. So one of the emotional moments I said that was upcoming is the ending to that episode. The yeah. the like the horrific butchering of him uh, that effectively you see at the beginning of the next episode leads to like the final loss, that like that final bit of innocence. Uh, that's pretty much it now. Like yeah. PTSD central. Um the the little the sort of the wailing and whimpering that she's doing as Joel like recovers her like out in the snow. Like that's just, that's a horrible noise for anyone to hear. It must, that must've been so difficult. That whole sequence, like the, the fight and the assault in the barn or dinner hall, whatever it was. Yeah. And then that having to, to carry that emotion then into a completely different, within the same sequence, but they've got to stop it, start it, move outside get that same energy back do it again like yep horrible absolutely nailed it yeah i'm trying to think what else from that episode we get the beginnings of uh horribly violent joel (laughs) yes (laughs) just ruthless so you've kind of been told up until this point by multiple people he's a ruthless human being this is the first time you've you sort of see it where he sort of he, that plays exactly the same in the game. Where he stabs that guy in the leg, then kills him, and then he just the other guy's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "No, I believe him. Don't worry," and just smashes it. <laughs> just <no. laughs> Yes. Anyway, that's that episode. Should we should we jump on to the final one? Yes, do because then I've got I've got like a season overall thoughts as well. Okay, cool. Um, I think the 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 biggest thing for me about this episode was. Well, two things. Isn't Joel just on a tear? On an absolute tear. <laughs> and I fully didn't expect that that was a real giraffe. A real giraffe, yeah. I've seen so many people. And I, I, uh, yeah, real giraffe. I think, the, I think the thing that makes it look not real is because it was on a green screen. On a green screen. I also wonder, S- is it because giraffes look so so fake anyway? <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> They're not a real animal. Um <laughs> I wonder if they might have. There was a sort of close up where it was eaten from Ellie's hand. I wonder if they might have semi CG'd some of that because that one looked the most Maybe. weird. But anyway, this that's not that's not really relevant. I just like giraffes. It's fine. I really like that moment. That moment was big in in the game. It, again, it plays exactly the same way. She's all sad. You boost her up to get a ladder, and she gets so distracted. Um, and then you <laughs> the, get the. the the sort of leg squeeze that Carla gave you when she ran off. I was like, oh no, please not more peril. <laughs> not more peril. No, nice, happy giraffe. Yeah, doing, doing a little nibble. Um, yeah, uh, I like that scene. In the game, you can just sit there as long as you want, watching them roam around. I just stayed there. Yeah, end the game. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and they all lived happily ever after right. with some giraffes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, so we do that, then we have well, not in the game, but horrendously emotional moment, I found the um, suicide discussion and the bit where she says, oh, you know, I guess time heals all, and he's like, no, it wasn't time. Uh, Katie and I were both sitting there like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. that that scene, or that little those couple of shots, they are the definition of silence speaks volumes like there were very very few words said the weight applied to those words was then carried by the looks they gave each other and that was it that was unbelievably well played unbelievable (laughs) 
Um, and then we meet the fireflies. Turns out Ellie's going to have to die for them to make a cure. And then Joel does a big murder. Lots. He does a big, big murder. Uh, and then he lies at the end. So I have two questions for you. Is Joel right or is he wrong? And then I've got an interesting fun fact about it. And the final question is when she says, okay, last shot of the thing, does she believe him? Is she just trying to move past? What does she, what do you think she thinks? Uh, so first part was, is he right? Is he wrong? Are you meaning in doing what he did and lying? I, yeah. In murdering, I don't know how many people does he kill? Like 20, call it, 25, call it 20 in that sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, particularly when they're, they're sort of, some of them are effectively begging. Doctor, point blank, didn't do anything wrong. wrong bang, Literally dead. just doing his job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thus potentially dooming the rest of humanity to never, ever stand a chance of getting better. It's very difficult to say because I have not been in that situation. <laughs> However, I can imagine if you were attached to someone and a relationship with someone the way that they are, it would be very difficult to tear that down for the chance that it wouldn't work. Like, I think that's what's lingering in his mind is there is yeah. no guarantee. Yeah. If you'll die no matter what, and yeah. this might not work. And you'll have just, like, Mar- Marlene will have just screwed him, essentially. Because yeah. she's, she's ruined his life for the past however long it's taken to go across country. And then she's just there all of a sudden. Um, and then, then you lose Ellie and it doesn't work. Like, you would be so busted if that happened. <laughs> so, yep. I can see arguments for both. So, Naughty Dog, when they first made the game before release, uh, had playtesters and they took a survey at the end of it. So, the people that thought he did right or wrong, generally, 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that was right down the middle. Parents, 100% think he did the right thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I guess fair enough. That's <laughs> sort of I guess where I was going with that was if if you understand that relationship between um the sort of the caring and the looking out for, if you've got anywhere near that level of understanding for it, I guess you'd be in line with them. So I think that's interesting. It's also uh Neil Druckmann who wrote the original game worked on this show. He um he was talking about how he's sort of has Israeli heritage. I don't know the full story of this. I think it was the Israeli Prime Minister. His son was kidnapped by another uh, country or something, mm-hmm. and he traded lots of like high, like terrifying criminals effectively to get his son back. Mm-hmm. And Neil asked his dad, "Do you think he did the right thing?" And he said, "As the prime minister of Israel, absolutely not. As a father, yes." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that's the I guess for people in power, like th- that example is rock and hard place. You're not yep. you're not ever going to have done the right thing. So. I think that's where Joel stands at the minute is definitely rocking a hard place. And to add to that, the second part of what you were asking, he then got to deal with the fact he's lying. Yeah. I think Ellie is just basically just shutting that part off now. She's gone, I know you're lying. Noted, you've lied, but let's carry on. But it's in her, I think it will be in the back of her mind, so... Interesting. Obviously, I'm not going to answer this. I know where this goes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But I, from watching it, the way it's played, and again, not having any understanding of the source, I think that's. I think she's got a good enough understanding of him from the past sort of journey they've been on to know when he is and isn't. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I, my personal belief is that she thinks he's lying. She's. Accept, she's accepting of the fact that he has and understanding of the fact they're just going to move on as is. Yeah. That doesn't mean that the she's not holding it as ammunition. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I'm trying to think if there's any... I want to tell you to like look out for certain things without spoiling future things. Yeah, yeah, got you. Um, so I'm trying to think what else is, oh, small tangent, the, her, the mother of Ellie at the beginning, Ashley Johnson is Ellie from Ellie, which I enjoy as mother, (laughs) mothering Ellie. I quite like that. We were watching that going, that is 
outrageous cast and how have they done this and then we checked and it was like oh that's how they've done that <laughs> Ellie from the game which for me gave this weird disconnect because she uses pretty much her regular voice in both the game things so like just listening to her it was Ellie I, I associate that voice with Ellie obviously I've seen her before but I was sort of like this is weird Ellie is talking to Ellie <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, things to look out for they done a lot more setup for season two because they can maybe somebody got out of that hospital oh dear which you see very briefly uh i'm also saying there might be a reason they hung for quite a while on the dead doctor oh interesting and they have foreshadowed things in previous episodes quite heavily now so i wonder if you went back and watched it if you'd pick up on them but there's there is some there's some bits that they've even in the the episode before this they say something and I'm like ooh fosh I think <laughs> interesting okay I don't want to you know, spoil it but yeah I think um, with the nature of the content I shan't be doing a rewatch anytime <coughs> soon I shall probably have to wait until a fortnight before season two airs and just shotgun it and yeah that's fair enough just be miserable for a fortnight and then miserable for nine or ten weeks or whoever it is perfect so before i get to my end of season results just you know how i've done this running thing of there's about so and so emotional moments left yes so the one i was thinking was the the baby girl moment where he grabs her after she kills david and then the second one is i've always found quite emotional the bit where he lies to her on the mountainside and he said she said okay i didn't see the suicide conversation coming anyway part two the game so presumably season two and however many seasons they do um season one and game one is the fun carefree game oh yeah (laughs) yeah this is the happy one with all the fun adventures it's great love it yeah yeah uh, can't wait (laughs) oh boy (laughs) oh I i wish you hadn't said that yeah this is the, well, this is a fun one. Good luck, that's, everybody. That's I'm, bad. I am genuinely so excited to see how everybody reacts to it. <laughs> <laughs> it has been quite fun doing this. I mean, I know we missed a week, but it has been quite fun doing this weekly because we 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 react at the same time as everyone else does. But then all the all these various things come out at different points in the week, so it is really fun to sort of see all the reactions happening sort of in real time. Um. But yeah, that's not that's not good news. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shall I get through my yeah? Give us your couple of things. Give us your wrap up. Uh, so there's a couple of things. So this is all connected. So I think the last episode has really sort of drilled the the point home. Joel is our protagonist, and you can like Joel. I'm not saying that. Joel uh, is not a good person. No, I think this that's is, quite obvious. Yeah, this well, I'm just saying because this is bizarrely something <laughs> that's quite regularly misconstrued. Like, he's not a hero. No. Not at all. He's selfish. He uh, violent. Like, he's not a good person. This yep. is my big thing. Bear that in mind, everybody. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> I was also going to say, so I've seen people complain about sort of two things and that one that they wanted more violence and they wanted more infected. Now in the game, there is a lot more fighting and there's a lot more infected, but they are gameplay moments. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need them because that's the part of the game out for me. I have no issue the way the show did it. I think having this, having Joel get more violent, particularly in the last two episodes and this big crescendo where he murders so many people horrifically, I think it's important for us to see what he's capable of. And I think if you have him just murdering like 300 people, episode one and episode two, why would Ellie start to like this psychopath? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think, it, I think the way they've spread it out is much smarter and it's, it's adapting it for the TV show rather than the game. You don't need mm-hmm. gameplay moments. Mm-hmm. My other thing is with the infected, I think in this show, they're a bit more like jaws. People are like, we want more infected. If you, in, the infected showed up episode one, Sarah died. Mm-hmm. Episode two, they show up, uh, Tess dies. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any in three. Four, 
or five, can't remember, they show up and Sam and Henry die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show up in episode seven, Riley dies. Mm-hmm. So in the show, every time they appear, they've killed somebody. They are, not, but not just anybody, someone consequential. Consequential. So they, they have like a hundred percent kill rate, which makes them, <laughs> I think that makes, that makes them more terrifying. They're like Jaws. Yes. Every time Jaws appeared very briefly, somebody died. So you didn't yep. want Jaws to appear. Jaws to appear. Mm-hmm. I think they did the same thing with, this and i think it is the correct decision if joel went through 300 clickers why be afraid of a clicker which yep. i think is a problem other shows have had like the walking dead who cares about the zombies when the zombies you're just mowing them down yeah you get to a point where you're like you have to be an idiot to get killed by one of these things but yes. in the last of us show these are vicious they can kill you and they do kill people regularly we had we had one horde and these guys didn't win, they escaped because yeah. there was other fodder there. Like yeah, those guys, exactly. the, the Kathleen's guys that were left behind, they're all gone now. They're wiped. Yeah. The only reason our our team survived is because they managed to escape because they, those people were there in front. It's like, what's that? The analogy of like, you, you want your, your fat friend or your unfit friend or whatever. As long as you're faster than them in a, in a <laughs> race against a bear, you're yeah. fine. That's what happened in that scenario, was yep. they just got out quicker. Yep. Um, if they'd been the only ones there, this story would have finished then. Because yep. how, how exactly like what you're saying, because of their, the, the infected strike rate, how could, we, how could we justify the show carrying on if they were to get away from that having won the fight? Yeah, why are, they, why are people so afraid of them if that's yeah. the case? Yeah. They make a big deal at the start of like, there might be a clicker in here. And when they find out, they're terrified. Yeah. Uh, and it's because they're probably going to die. That's So yeah. I think it was a good move. I also think, this leads on to my sort of final wrapping up point. The Last of Us was never about zombies. No. It was about cordyceps. <laughs> no. Very the good. Last, the Last of Us story part one and part two have and will probably always be actually about <clears throat> love and all the different variations of love mm-hmm. and what it can drive you to do good and mm-hmm. bad that's why when so the two most complained about episodes are three and seven i think it is which obviously are both complained about because they're the gay episodes <laughs> get over yourself uh, but also people complain they're filler because they're both kind of just love stories effectively now, Bill and Frank, especially, they've, now that this is over, I feel like you can sort of talk about it. They've missed the whole point. The Bill and Frank story is season one in an episode. Mm-hmm. They start off unsure of each other. Uh, they fall in love, different kind of love, obviously. Uh, and what, and then Frank becomes Bill's purpose as Ellie becomes Joel's purpose. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's why I never saw that as a filler moment. That is, that is the whole show. That is this thematic thing. Uh, and I think a lot of people have missed that now that now it's over, I feel com- more comfortable to talk about it. And then <coughs> the same goes with, you know, the left behind episode. So I'm sorry, everybody, if you want to, I'm going to say something controversial here. Maybe the infected stuff was the filler. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> It was, it was never. You're right. It was never supposed to be a zombie show because yeah. one, and this is not like a key point, but one, that none of the crew were ever allowed to say the Z word on yeah, that's set. True. <laughs> so it was, it was for them involved. It was never about zombies because it's. It almost feels like now that we know that about the crew, it feels like zombies was a bad word for them. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> If there were infected in an episode, they weren't just mindless zombies. They were there for a purpose, like exactly what you're saying. They turned up to to instill huge fear and and execute a purpose, usually executing a person of consequence. Oh no. Um like even even in the last episode, the the one that like the main one that we see is the one that kills Anna. Like, not directly, but she dies because of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, every time you turn up, like, someone big is gone. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, it's not a zombie show, but it's bloody horrible, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they are in it. It is not about them. I think that's yeah. the thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, that's The Last of Us. Very good show. If so, let us come email in, guys. What did you think about it? Equally, email in and tell us, did you like us covering it weekly? Yeah, good point, because we can do, I mean, we can do other weekly things, I guess. There's nothing... Nothing I can think of at the moment, but there might be season yeah. two of this. But yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, let us know. Be interested to, to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Would you rather this or a full season wrap up at the end? Yeah. Which we have done before. Yep. Cool. Punctuation. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> oh god, he's still dying. Maybe you're a zombie. Oh no. I uh, wish. <laughs> to make life much easier you'd be going quicker wouldn't you yeah <laughs> um this week it's a sports movie oh no i'm gonna sneeze but also yay <laughs> the timing on that um yeah so we're gonna do we're gonna do creed three uh creed please creed however you want to pronounce it I don't know how I'm gonna <laughs> how I'm gonna write it in the title, but it'll be some weird iteration of creeds and threes. How do you want to do this? Do we want to just spoil it? I what, think we just. I, I think you can't. Yeah, you probably can okay. go straight spoilers because it's not like a huge franchise movie. It's the end theoretically of this cycle. Yeah, in theory, uh, I think... and it's not. It's not a huge movie for a lot of people. I don't think. I think if you haven't seen the Creed films, you should absolutely go watch it. I also think, just generally, if this is your cutoff point, this was a good film. Yes. Uh, okay. Now we'll we'll just talk about it spoilerly from here. Right. So, I know I've just said this was a good film. I think this was my third favorite Creed film. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably fair. I so I didn't watch the first two as recently going into this. So we watched the week of. Okay, cool. So, well so you'll be able to sp- you'll be able to speak to it more. I yep. I don't know if it's just me because I I'm sort of I've got a mush brain and I just go along for the ride in a lot of things. I don't think you needed them. It's good if you have them, but it's still a it's a fine Creed one and two. Yes, it's an absolutely fine standalone story to go and see the third one. Yeah, you could probably get away with it. I think the only thing you might be confused about is Deaf Daughter, maybe. Mm, I mean, yeah. I mean, just because there is a, there is a big subplot in two about them giving birth, true. and they're worried about her being deaf and all that. Kind that's of stuff. true. Yeah, yeah I guess. <coughs> um, I guess we talk about we start by talking about cast, mainline team, and what we thought of them all and their performances. Yeah. So Michael B. Jordan as Adonis Creed, uh, still good, still Adonis Creed, also director. Yes, directorial um, debut. Directorial debut. Uh, uh, his wife Tessa Thompson plays character name. I've forgotten. Anyway, I like her that's character. That's the dumb thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, she's good. And their daughter—I don't know her name, actor's name—but she was. Yeah, she was alright. I suppose the big one in the man of the moment was Jonathan Majors, who plays the antagonist. Can. Yeah, he plays Kang. This is Kang. <laughs> God, what was he called? You've seen him more recently than me. I don't know why, but I want to say Rodney, which is just not right at all. <laughs> I really can't remember. This is embarrassing. I've been real slow. Um, oh, goodness Damien. gracious. It's Damien, yeah. Damien. Damien Anderson. Yes. Jeez, that was embarrassing. Bianca. God. Stupid. You know, actually, I wouldn't have known that was her name. Because he calls her B all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's just a pet name, isn't it? Like yeah, It's just a pet name. But I think that's how she's referred to the most, is B. Okay, cool. Fair enough. And she um, calls him Donnie all the time. Anyway, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, that's because he's the, he's the newcomer to this, Jonathan Majors, I thought he was great. He brings this like weird, twitchy almost performance. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Do you know what I mean? Like it, uh, it's, I don't really know how to put it, but he was almost sort of awkward and on edge and he was I felt like he was uh, (laughs) I don't mean out of place he was never out of place but I feel like the character always sort of felt out of place yeah and I think intentionally I feel like (laughs) yeah obviously yeah yeah but what I mean what I think that does is I think that is a product of him having been locked away for so long 
and yeah. from a youngster. So his yeah. whole sort of adult development would have been totally wrecked because he wouldn't have been really socialising in these yeah. inverted commas normal scenarios. Um, yeah. So that that awkwardness comes through, and I think I think works really well. And it's it's a it's a strange addition for someone who later comes t- to be this huge confident bravado kind of character when he's like when he's winning fights and stuff um but then he's even still got a little bit of it that awkwardness yeah. which I, th- I just think is really cool and he played yeah. that very well i think yeah i thought he was cool i like i really like jonathan majors i'm i've decided i am and fan yes i think good um i know we yeah. made the kang joke but in the final fight between dame and um adonis he is wearing boxing shorts which almost look like a kang <laughs> outfit thing like they're, they're they're shorts but they've got a panel on the front and back that makes it look almost like a kilt because yeah. you can't see the split between the short legs yeah. um and that looked very sort of kang not intentionally i don't think but just a bit of fun um i'm trying to think of stuff that i want to talk about that i really liked i so michael b jordan takes the final confrontation fight in a different direction to any other of these Rocky Walkerud films. Hugely. And I love it. <laughs> I thought it was very cool. I don't yeah. think he, if they were to do another one, I don't know if you could necessarily do it again, but I'm glad he took this concept and went the other way with it. So he loves anime and this was like heavily inspired by anime. So for anybody that hasn't seen it and they're still listening, the whole audience crowd of the boxing match just drops away into nothing. So they're fighting in an empty arena and then other things start changing. The like the boxing ring turns to one that they used to fight in when they were kids, or like at one point one of them gets pushed back and they go onto the ropes, and the ropes become a cage, like prison bars. Like prison bars. Yeah, the, the lighting changes. There's like there's like fog where the crowd used to be, and yeah, there's like loads of weird lighting filters and stuff. It's real weird and a bit psychedelic, but very cool. I thought it was also very cool. Um, yep. I liked the bit where, and I think this was in the final fight between these two, where um, Damon like cracks him in the in the gut in the ribs almost, and Adonis sort of doubles over, and you see the, oh, like the, the sweat drops ripple off his back. Back. That's very very anime sort of style, and I just think it's just so cool. Um, you get like you get loads of cool slow-mo stuff in in sports movies and in box movies you get like a slow-mo of the glove contact in the cheeks and you see the spit come out or the mouth guard come out or whatever i don't know but if they've ever had it at the same time before though no true that was cool <laughs> um, but the this little uh, this addition i just think was really really cool and it it made it look very different and yeah, like a different style, and I just yeah, I really really liked it. So I, if I he does, if he does direct more, I don't know if he would do like heavy anime style like what he has ish with this. Um, but I think it could be a really cool addition to other stuff. I I yeah, he's definitely done enough with this that I'm quite excited to see what he does next. I think it's a very strong first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um trying to think what else. Dame is good. Blah blah. blah. I like I really- Drago. Yeah, Drago was cool. He, what a unit. <laughs> Big man. <laughs> what a unit that guy is. Yeah. Um, I really liked Young Adonis and Young, young Dame as well. I think they were very, very well cast. Um, yeah. Oh, what else? Like, cast-wise, what else? Duke. Just Duke being miserable yeah, and being very enjoying himself. His boxing trainer. So my biggest issue, and this is coming off watching Creed 1 and 2, is um and actually his part in creed 2 does feel like it could be an end it does sort of work there was moments in this i just really wish rocky showed up so i i didn't get that and i don't know if that's a product of me not watching the first two early so quite often rocky's role in the first two is basically to come in and be his advice guy effectively um and i thought that they almost went too far with it I know Stallone didn't want to do it, which is fine. Um, they went too far and didn't acknowledge Rocky at all. He went That's from being true. the most important guy in this in Adonis's life, uh, and then I think from memory they only picked up. I could only pick up one reference. 
he says in um i think it's creed one rocky says to creed uh one punch one step one round at a time and before he does the final fight he's repeating that back to himself but i think that's the only reference to rocky at all so i my thought was watching this that um if they were gonna have had rocky in this film exactly as it was i think the scene where um adonis goes goes to his mother's house and she brings out the letters from dame Mm. i think that might have been rocky instead of the mum i think i think dame in prison might have picked up the fact that they were they were close like Obviously, he would still watch TV and watch the fights and stuff, so he would know yeah, that Rocky maybe. and Creed were tight. So he would send it to Rocky and be like, get this to him because I know you're his guy. Um, and Rocky would be like, nah, you don't mean nothing. I'm the guy, whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's so, interesting. I just, he's such a big presence in the other two to be so completely removed ditched. from the third. I found very strange. That's fair. Because he's 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 uh, their daughter's, Amara's godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Wow, we yeah, is that my ass? Um, <laughs> and then, so he's got he's Amara's godfather, and he's sort of very involved in even like the night they get engaged and stuff like that. I feel so strange to have him just completely removed. I guess that's fair. Uh, my other thing was uh, score. Thought it was good. They didn't have Ludwig Göransson. No, I didn't think the score was brilliant either. Like it was fine and it fit the movie, but I yeah. didn't. It's one where you go, eh? Yeah, sort yeah. of just there. It filled its purpose within the film. I have tried to listen to it afterwards, and I don't really care. Creed one and two, I have listened to fairly regularly since. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I so we've talked about cast and stuff and how Rocky was a bit of a mess story-wise like arcs wise and things like that what do we what do we think what do we feel i quite liked it i think they kind of left bianca a bit underdone i think she that is true though of the entire trilogy probably for her (laughs) that's true (laughs) um i like the adonis and dame stuff i like the fact that he's retired i like that this is so far on from two Mm -hmm. uh so i like that he was like i've got to come back i quite like that Uh, yeah i thought overall the arcs were pretty good yeah, it's like it's sort of classic sports movie in that regard. In that one, one is out for redemption against against another one who just wants it all. So it's yeah. sort of semi classic in that sense. But um, but it's it's redemption. It's Adonis's redemption from retirement. <laughs> usually, usually in a sports movie, it's redemption from doing something wrong or or like. <sighs> or like like cheating and stuff like that or whatever it is there's usually something that they're being redeemed from so this wasn't necessarily redemption but it followed a similar arc yeah um in that it was a, a, a meteoric rise but it was a re-rise he's already had his he's already had his big yeah. arcs on yeah. on the on the big stadiums um but i liked i liked jonathan majors or sorry damien's like uh, it's like stubborn persistence. So he yeah. comes in and he's essentially a nobody in the boxing gym and he's like very yeah. stubborn, persistent towards Adonis. Wipes the floor with that guy, that the first guy to win. Spider or whatever he was called, yeah. Yeah, to win the unified titles. And then he just, he's like, he's he is the best and he has all the titles, but he's still, still pretty persistent and want more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he didn't ever really let go of that, which I thought was cool. And again, I think for that character being locked away for so long, and with the motivation that he says that he was the best before he was locked away and never got the chance to prove it, he said he was away for like eighteen years. I think it was. Was that right? Something like that. Yeah. You would absolutely convince yourself that no matter what you were always going to be the best because you've got that time to think about it. You've got the time to work on it. You, he clearly feels robbed of it from early. So the, I like, I really, really bought the persistence and the stubbornness and the, the almost anger drive to get. So I think that was really, that came across really well. 
I think uh, I think the other thing he does good well is like he's clearly being set up to be the villain. I found him quite likable. Yes. In his first fight with uh, the guy that he he beat, I wanted him to win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the other thing is, after that fight where where he does win and everyone's kicking off being like, oh, he shouldn't be like this, he can't have that. Well, I know he threw a couple of dodgy elbows and one maybe not good punch, but he still won the rest of the fight. fight yeah, could, could and it was it. it was like a normal knockout, even though he targeted other weak spots. So yeah. he still won it for the most part within the realms of the rules of boxing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind like, of agree. It's not as if he like went and there was like knuckle dusters on or whatever. Like, it's he like still yeah, boxed. Adonis gets really upset. He's like, I can't believe you've done this to me. And I was kind of like, what? When? When? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was allowed to. You didn't tell me to not go and box. Yeah, and I, and I didn't actually cheat. I know I was like playing games, but every boxer plays a little games here and there. <laughs> so when they were all freaking out of that, I was like, "Nah, this is fine. I think it's okay." It's the, the reveal to get into the ring. That's when I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's villain yeah, turn." But up until that point, I was like, mm, "It's okay." That is evil. Hey, what did you think about that? The sort of the the ulterior, not the ulterior motive, but like the sort of backhandedness of the nature of getting to the fight. Uh, I think it was smart because it that made the turn for me to make him a villain. Going, oh, he doesn't deserve to be there. Up until that point, I was, uh, I was like, that I was like, why well, this is no problem? Why not? Yep. I mean, yeah, there might have been an occasional elbow in there, but. Pfft. Yep. Stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And it's, uh, it's um, yeah. it, obviously well put together that it was his one of his old mates from from the slammer, as it were. Yeah, um, from the slammer. And he slammed Drago's yeah. hand, which I, I know I mentioned earlier. Good to see him back. It's good that they follow the line of punch for a bit and then they're mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is also true. I was just going to say that as well. I like how he comes back. Excuse me. <clears throat> he comes back later on and he is... Um, Adonis' sparring partner for the Damien fight. And um, yeah, he's just, what an absolute unit. I, so I texted you about this and there, this film was absolutely full of rigs, absolutely enormous human beings, left, right and centre. Yeah, it was. Michael B. Jordan looks not like a boxer. He looks way too chiselled and proper like bodybuilder type physique he has such massive shoulders his shoulders are enormous aren't they huge yeah jonathan majors is just gigantic he's a very big man and what's victor's name uh florian Florian something i don't know if that's how you say it but he's in shang chi man mountain Uh my goodness he's a sword guy in shang chi if anybody's curious oh, yeah so he yeah. is yeah there you go. yeah unbelievable rigs in this game um yeah. quick mention for tony bellew i know he's in the oh yeah first in the first one film. yeah um just a bit of fun seeing him get beat up again isn't yeah, it? It's a bit of fun. <laughs> well i was thinking when i thought because i was like you know he's a good sport to come in as a professional boxer <clears> just just to lose just to lose yeah yeah, um, and also have all those slow mo shots of your your rig just jiggling, <laughs> just just getting battered from here to there. I, I I thought that was I thought that was like big, that was good fun of him to be like, yeah, I'll do that. Pure collecting, yep. but for a second time as well. Yeah, <laughs> like we've already seen that happen once. He doesn't need so, to do it again. But speaking of him, I think he plays Ricky Carlin or something like that. Anyway, That's it, yep. I was talking to KT before this movie. This is my only thing with boxing movies. You can tell before you go in who's going to win. And this is how okay. I think you can tell. If the whole movie is about the main character and him finding something within himself, he's going to lose. Because it doesn't matter if he wins or loses, it's about finding himself. Creed mm-hmm. 1. If the whole thing is about how the other fighter is a bad guy, the main character will win. Because he can't lose. That's fair enough. <laughs> So I may have ruined boxing movies for everybody there, but that is how you can tell who will or won't win. So is that so that rule can that be put alongside the Apple phone rule? I guess so. Yeah. Villains don't ever get given an iPhone. Yep. Very smart. So just one to look out for. I know that people were off topic, but I know that people were looking for that in um 
glass onion. Names out glass onion. They were <laughs> like scanning to see everyone's phones to see who did yeah, the iPhone. I think they specifically kept the phones nondescript because Ryan Johnson had let the cat out of the bag for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now this film is, I think, good fun. Um, I think it's probably fair enough to say that it's not the best of the three. Yep. But what is your Creed ranking from memory? I think probably one, two, three, to be fair. I think that's mine. <laughs> because, because one is, okay. one was so new and I think having Michael that sort of, I don't remember when it was out and how, how he was before. But yeah. But shooting Michael Jordan out as this, Michael B. Jordan out as this uh, character, strong. I've seen him in like one or two things up until this point. Not a lot, yeah, yeah. but he's excellent. It's also, so the first one is directed by Ryan Coogler, who did the two Black Panther films. Uh, for anybody that hasn't seen these Creed films and likes those movies, I think Creed is better than both of them. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, and absolutely worth, worth checking out. If you haven't already, if you don't like Creed one, don't bother with two and three. And they've obviously got a very good working relationship because Michael B. Jordan directed this and Ryan Coogler executive produced on this. Yes. And I think so, Ryan Coogler's sister or something, he co-wrote it. Oh, possibly. Yeah. I didn't know that. Something it was, I don't, I think it was, I might be wrong. It's somebody Coogler was part of the writing team. Cool. Uh, and yeah, obviously he's he Michael B. Jordan was in black Panther as Killmonger and Wakanda forever as Killmonger too. Yes. Yes, spoiler alert for... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, does your ranking of the movies change when you take into account that this is his directorial debut? No, because Creed 1 was Ryan Coogler's second movie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what I was thinking the whole way through watching this is Michael B. Jordan's character has got a couple of quite emotional moments. There's the moment where... Um, just after his mother's funeral and he's sitting down with uh, Tessa Thompson's character and it's just after they've had that fight about him not opening up and he's just not talking about his feelings now that he's not got an out, a physical outlet. And in that scene, he begins to open up and obviously gets very emotional. I can't help but think it must have been so difficult to direct yourself doing in, that, that. in that scene. So I wonder if that's when he calls on Ryan Cooper to step in and direct that scene. Maybe because it's it's. I would imagine it's very difficult to watch yourself, like in between takes, and go, "Oh, I know, I need I'd to cry more that. from this eye," or like I would you know, stupid that. things yeah. like that. But <clears throat> okay, so this is my next question. I want a definitive ranking of training montages. I don't remember the montages from the other films, but the one from this very good. Definitely not my favourite montage ever. So, in my opinion, Creed 2, best training montage. Creed 1, second best. Creed 3, third best. That's what I think. What I will say about this training montages and this complaint is completely uh, nonsensical personal complaint and doesn't hold up when you consider the factors that I shall cover. I didn't like... That Michael, all of Michael B. Jordan's workout clothes in the montage were like crisp and clean and white and perfect. <laughs> I get you. That's complete nonsense, though, because he's a rich guy with all the sponsorships. Obviously, he'd have all that gear. It's just I was like watching it going, "That's too shiny." <laughs> after this, after especially after you said that, after we finished recording this, let's watch Creed Two's training montage, and okay, you'll be cool. a very happy boy. What I did like was Jonathan Majors running around in oversized sweats. And fighting like uh, shadow box on the beach. That that's good stuff. I, yeah, that was cool. Pulling a plane. Nah. They've got nah. to do something weird though and random, haven't they? I mean, just... remember in Rocky where he was he was punching pigs, dead pigs. <laughs> I've never understood the like pigs punching the tree thing. Is that just like to strengthen your bones or whatever? I think it's it strengthens your knuckles. Okay, I just don't get it. Just so so uh, I can't remember what it's called. But effectively, so. Okay, it's very very random off topic. So repeated movements like that, if you do it, you have to do it loads. Um, harden your skin, the callus effect. Calluses, yeah. So have you, have you ever seen like the Shaolin monks or whatever, where they put a spear on their neck and then they put all their body weight onto it? Yes. So that is done by repeatedly, I'm guessing, with blunter and blunter, toughening their skin in that area and then doing that. 
So that effectively, that's what he's doing. He's toughening up his hands for because he's been out for a while. That makes sense. Why I wouldn't recommend do you that, do though? it like that. Have a discipline, I suppose. Yeah, if you're going to go and punch a tree, definitely take a qualified trainer with you. Yeah, I don't, they probably don't wouldn't let you do it. <laughs> so You'd probably say, can you please just punch a bag like a regular human being? <laughs> yeah, and let me strap you heavily first. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, any more thoughts? I did enjoy it. Definitely not my favourite. Good sports movie, though. Like, strong, generic sports movie in terms of it's got the classic arcs that we discussed I recently. did very much enjoy it. I think overall, very good trilogy. Genuinely yeah, good trilogy. Definitely you should go check all three out. Um, I'm aware of the time and the fact that we've got three emails. Should we crack on? I think we probably should. I think we shall um, say well done, Michael B. Jordan, on your... Mm-hmm acting and your mm-hmm. f- filming debut um, but I'm actually more excited to see other stuff that he does to see if he because I think he would have had a lot of pre- not pressure probably self-inflicted pressure on this to make it look a certain way to fit the movies so he probably didn't do as much weird stuff as he might have wanted probably, I want yeah. to see him do a film that is completely original I'd quite like to give him like a science fiction or something. And just go weird with it. I think that'd yep. be really cool. So good luck with that. I hope you do. Punctuation? Punctuation. Sick. No, what's that about this week's? Because we've got so much reading to do. And you're going to do all of it. <sighs> I'm going to try not to cough. Right. Two from the same person. One from a different person. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of beef between these two. There is a little, and it's... It's ramping up, isn't it? Yeah. Email number one. So we apologise we got this on the 3rd of March, but then we never recorded. I'm going to get to listen to me talk through all nasally. Dear <laughs> lads, I want to share with you my thing, what I saw today. Twist. It's the trailer for the new Tetris movie. I am unashamedly incredibly excited for this film. Here's a trailer which basically shows the entire film. What's that about? It's a good question. Uh, fun fact about the Tetris movie, both it took the screenwriters years to complete the script. Every time they completed a line, it disappeared. Whoa. That's a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of love. Number one fan. So that is Ashley Beecham. I second named him again. Don't know if I should do that. Ashley, I apologize, but get over yourself. Um, I have seen the Tetris trailer. I've actually now seen him since he sent this email and talked to him about it in, per- in person. I think it looks good. <laughs> it looks real weird, doesn't it? Yeah. I like Taron Edgerton, so I'm quite excited for this. Yes. Now, there was a follow-up email. Yes. Again from Ashley. D-Y-S-T-S-T-T. Did you see the thing? See this thing, I'm guessing. Oh, no. Obviously, did you see the Stranger Things thing? I did see the Stranger Things thing. There is a play coming for Stranger Things. Uh, And are you a super keen fan or a slightly strange stalker? Mm. You live in my house for a few days, so I guess Strange Stalker. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested. You're probably less interested because you're... I definitely fell off the Stranger Things thing because uh, it's just too strange for me and I didn't. I wasn't that interested. You have no taste. That I said, I am semi-interested in this, I think. I think it looks weird and fun. Um, and I like, I like the idea of seeing it on stage and how they're going to do the upside down and things. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that on stage, but I'm interested. I would, I, I would go and see it. Put it that way. I wasn't sorry. I wasn't distracted by a dinner conversation. I was. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think the stage could be really interesting. I think things that things on stage can just be, even if you don't like the play, can be interesting to see how they've done it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. If it comes to London, I will go. I'm quite excited for it. <laughs> So, oh it's a long email, email, this one. It's a long email. It's a lot longer than his last one. <laughs> we'll come back to that, I think. <laughs> Maybe that should be our anniversary um, email. We'll finally read that out. Or do we leave it for another year? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, do you know what? Bonus episode, and we'll just Bonus not put it out. Good idea. Just like that forbidden lost one. Mystery Ooh. episode. <laughs> Hello, good sirs. Greeting from your best listener, number two, first the worst, second the best. <clears throat> Throwing some shade there. Early shade. Can't wait for some rebuttal. He's, not in, to... he's also not in a position to throw shade, is he? Not in a good book with us. No, not after the last email. <clears throat> no. No. 
bump, bump them down if you listen to the numbers. Anyway, I'm starting <laughs> to write this just before I begin watching the finale of The Last of Us. Your happy show is back. I must say, as a video game enjoyer, video games enjoyer, I apologize, I have taken great glee in PJ's maniacal laugh at Wombles, I'm guessing that's you, guessing yeah, what probably. is and isn't in the game. His accurate and not so accurate predictions, and in a way his innocent glee at not knowing it was just going to continue <laughs> to get emotionally heavier. I don't know if you ever intend to return to a best worst format slash deep diving on a context in topic and content and now you've watched this i wonder if you might consider a best worst video game adaptions did you see a thing we could do that yeah i would need yeah, to watch see, some more again well, but yeah. yeah i have what's that about now, that is a fan casting and hating on someone before they've even had a chance to show you what they could do like olden Ehrenreich in solo or bella ramsey in the last of us he is right actually that is a big thing and then so regularly that heath ledger got hate for the joker like what, what anyway yeah she's fucking nailed it and the hate she got at the start wasn't on do you have any other notable reactions to casting news well the heath ledger one what i feel like there's one fairly recently the, the outcry that the the general outcry there was when edris elba was um rumored to be james bond and yeah. the, the outcry was twofold it was james bond can't be black that's obviously nonsense of course he can and james bond can't be old that's obviously nonsense. He's been old before and is old because he's a human who ages. Like, <laughs> what? But they were like, you can't have Idris Elba. Why not? Like, I think I think he'd be great. I don't think he will be it, but I think he'd be great. Yeah, like, that's agree. another example of people just picking on something random to say, no, this character, gonna, this actor is going to suck as this character. I think it does happen a, a lot. I can't think of any now. I think Pedro Pascal got some kickback for Joel. He's getting uh, some kickback from Mando because people aren't sure whether he actually is Mando or not. <laughs> don't worry about it. Helmet, helmet stays on. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Where that, well, it's not quite the same thing, I suppose, but the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated film, there's kickback because April O'Neil's character in that is now black. People are kicking off about that. Who cares? Who cares? It's a character. It's like... She's a the human in the universe. Bad, sure, but it's got nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, jeez, honestly. Um, okay, he shall now continue post-episode. Oh no, oh boy, I have feelings hurting I didn't know I had. I had planned on trying to guess what game predictions Andrew had, and all I can think is I'm surprised they seem to have made it far more definite that a cure could have would have worked. Anyway, I'm going to continue sitting here and feeling sad for a bit. Peace out. Oh, and before I forget, I do solemnly apologise for a naughty email I sent a couple of months back. Your boy had a buzz, and Chesley was egging me on. <laughs> Chesley! That's a weird nonsense reference that nobody else is going to get. I found another one of those, actually, by the way, which I need to show you later. Um, yeah. I mean, you're certainly not wrong with all of those things. Uh, he... Good email. Stronger than your last one. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely lengthier, definitely better written, and definitely probably written not inebriated. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So he's saying there that he's surprised that I guess he means the show made it far more definite that a cure would have worked. Yeah, so he's not wrong. So she, Marlene, says to him, says to Joel, uh, "Is something in the, in her brain is producing chemicals, and we can just take the chemical and we can put it in the thing." Oh. That that line is not in the game. But even then, so they make it more explicit what they're going to do and how it could work. How it could work, yes. But they've still no guarantees of it working. No, but I suppose it it makes it more uh, like palpable, I guess. Like it's more likely to work, I guess. Understandable. Therefore, you can yep. just like logically, yeah, process it. It's my small. What's that about relating to that? I've seen so many people online say like, "Yeah, we made the right decision because uh, there is no cure for fungus." Uh, there's no fungus zombies for humans and also you can't be immune to a fungus either so shut up um, <laughs> <laughs> idiots do be idiot uh, yeah well what I will say is gentlemen thank you both for your emails um, listener number two definitely throwing some shade makes some good points raises a good um a good sort of query at what whether we'll do an episode on video game adaptions. Yes, could do. 
Don't be throwing shade if it takes you this long to apologise for something you shouldn't have done. Naughty boy. Yes. <laughs> Even if someone else fictional was egging you on. <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh dear. Right. I am feeling shit, so I'm happy to call it here. <laughs> I think we've done quite well, to be fair. It's longer than I expected. Uh, we'll see you all next week. We're at the same place we always are. I, can, I don't know. We don't use them anyway. <laughs> he really has just dramatically fallen off the rails there. No. I think all that reading has just sent him down the drain hole. It's too much. You can find us on Twitter at What's That About, on Instagram at Did You See The Thing, and you can email us like the good gentleman listeners did, just what we read you out, Did You See The Thing at squigglythinggmail.com. And PJ, you're maybe still doing the photos, the game photos? Yeah, but I keep forgetting to do that as well. Oh, it's random off topic. I should have another game review coming out soon-ish. Oh, sick. Once that's ready, we can link that for you. See. Uh, but yeah, his, he's at PJ Game Photos on Instagram. And go there and like his photos, but don't follow him, because that's the bit that I'm still coming oh, to. So rude. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming back, everyone. And we... we no, we won't see you. You'll you'll hear us next week, maybe. Sound like that kid, you know that kid that sounds like <laughs> you would you would you would you could do anything. You, you know what you could you could It's like a, a car that can't start in the cold. <laughs> anyway, you might not hear us next week because we might not be back because he might have died in a horrible death. Well, let's hope he doesn't, maybe. The end. Full stop.